Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another edition of TV Line's Dream Emmy-themed podcast. I'm your host, Michael Osiello. Today's guest is Christine Baranski, who has been playing Diane Lockhart for a decade now. First on The Good Wife, and now for the past three seasons on The Good Fight on CBS All Access. Christine, welcome. Hello. Yes, 10 years. Can, what does that feel like? Did you feels- did you know it's been a decade? Because it's 1999, was it, nine, when was it? In 2009, when Good Good Wife Was it debuted. 2009 or 2008? Eight? Eight? I'm not exactly sure. Let's was just two- go back 10 years, but it must have been 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2009. Uh, I, oh, that's right. The pilot was before then. Um, yeah, I I'm I'm got to be one of the luckiest actresses in the business to have played such an intelligent, complex, elegant woman. Something of you know at times a role model, uh, you know at times you know a, a woman who really puts herself out, and you know you 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 wonder about her moral authority you question whether she's going over to the other side but it's it's to for an audience i think to get to know a character for seven years on one series you know on on the good wife and and identify with her in a certain way that she was you know graceful and elegant and usually the grown-up in the room and she'd have her problems but she was resilient and and then to take her into the good fight which really wasn't conceived uh, in the Trump era. It, it, the pilot, we sh- as we were shooting the pilot, Donald Trump was elected president. So we didn't know that we were going to take a character who was created as a liberal feminist during the good wife. She was always that woman. You know, she was always the Emil- Emily's List Democrat. Well, we didn't know uh, then when we started the good fight that in fact the good fight would be much of Diane, you know, railing against the establishment, the present political uh, figure in the White House. So it's been very interesting um, how it's evolved. It's almost as if there, <laughs> if we were to find a silver lining in the Trump presidency, it's that we have the good fight, the show that exists now, because it's a very different show than the one I think that we would have had without Trump being president. Well, it would have been an interesting show no matter what happened, because the Kings are right. such compelling writers. But the the drama of the good, the original conception of it was that Diane thinks she's you know going to retire to the south of France because quote unquote there are no more glass ceilings the presumptive winner of the presidency was Hillary Clinton and um but that in the course of the pilot in the first season she loses all her money in a ponzi scheme and so it was the journey of a woman who had reached the top in terms of her stature her professional stature and 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 you know, she had no more goals. She was going to retire with her wonderful husband. And she loses everything. She loses 
her money. She loses her professional standing. She's tainted and she has to start again. So the good fight really was going to be a woman who had to professionally work her way back. But then, as I said, uh, during the pilot, during the shooting of the pilot of the, the good fight, it was election night and we were still shooting a scene um, between Delroy and I when the election results came in. And uh, I don't think the Kings at that point knew we were going to turn the series into really making it about the central character being so driven mad by you know, the political climate. But it became very rich, dramatic terrain last season and especially this season because uh, like a lot of people, she doesn't know where to put her rage. She doesn't know how to deal with her sense of disorientation. She's glued to cable news, but she knows it's making her crazy. And um, th in this season, she really sort of goes underground and decides that the way to, to fight the good fight is maybe using their tactics, which are amoral. Hacking voting amoral. machines and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and then that takes her only so far. And right. as I said, Diane is a character with a deep, sen a deep moral sense. And you've seen that through seven seasons on The Good Wife. And you've seen her struggle and try and hold on to her sense of dignity and her moral sense often bending it, but always knowing she was bending it. You never saw her lose it. And in the last two seasons, you've seen a character that you've known for all those years. It's kind of scary. Oh my gosh, when the sane people start losing it, we have to worry, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's sort of what this is. And um, it's been great to play this, this character. She's not unlike me in political views, although I, I have said many times to the press, I do not wish to make an, a political statement, a personal political statement through my character. I just happen to be playing a woman who has similar political <laughs> views, but right. the show is much more than just Diane's politics. Uh, and it looks at all sides of, of the political spectrum. So, you know, as I was, I was watching, um, what, so many scenes stand out for me this season that you played. One of them was in episode seven, and when um, Diane gives that incredibly passionate speech about um, uh, voter integrity, um, about the voting machines, you, the, your voice was cracked. You just seemed so, so emotionally connected to that material. And I was thinking, is this storyline, is all this Trump stuff somewhat therapeutic for you it is it gives you, know, you an people, outlet yes it does so, so many pe uh, pe people have asked me that is it cathartic on the one hand it, it it is deeply cathartic because i can bring what i feel and what i think into my work but that said it can also be draining and that i never leave because i i wake up in the morning and i'm watching morning news and i have a tv in my dressing room and at night i go home and i watch the news and i think part of my job playing diane Car uh, diane lockhart is to is to be you know on a short fuse and to to have a sense of moral outrage so so you're watching the, the, it for research well, for your character, not because yes and no. I am watching it for 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 research. It is important for me as an actress to to stay thin skinned and outraged, and channel all of that into the actions and the thinking and feeling life of the character. 
But I'm going on vacation soon, and I plan to turn off the news for 12 days. <laughs> I think we all have to have a rest. It's making us nuts, isn't it? Yeah. The news is making us crazy. I don't care what your politics. The news is, it's all coming at us so hard and fast, and so much of the news is, it's disturbing, it's horrifying, it's, you know. Um, can be very depressing, but the kings are writing these characters living in this moment in time, which I think is great. You know, and on paper, if you told you know told me that I would be enjoying a show that is focusing so much on the Trump stuff, I would say no, I want to get away from it. But exactly. for, for even for a viewer, it's somehow cathartic. Uh, I think partly because so much of it is so funny. And it's played, and it and it's not played for cheap laughs. It's just this. It's so absurd what it is happening. It captures the absurdity, yes. like well, better than any show that I, is right I, now. I totally agree. Um, the the characters are intelligent, professional um, people who are who are trying to process this. And of course, it's we're living in absurd times. And um, the the kings, I think, more than ever this season, have really gone. Um, quite comedic with mm -hmm. it. I mean, Diane banging her head against the, the, the closet. <laughs> that was something that was scripted. That wasn't my Did idea. And <laughs> Robert King said, can you bang your head even harder? I mean, he'll, he'll because he directed that episode. He is such a good director. He's a wonderful director. Or he'll say, can you open your mouth even wider? And I'll say, Robert, and he'll say, no, really, hang your jaw way open. It's this light, visual leitmotif that Diane has. Remember when she was in the pilot where they rewrote the pilot to accommodate the fact that Trump was sworn in? So that's the oh, reason yeah. Diane presumably goes wants the house in the south of France. <laughs> She can't believe he's been elected, but he had me sitting there and he said, I want you, literally your mouth is, your your jaw is dropped watching the inauguration. So I, uh, he said, no, open it wider. No, open it wider. And I say, no, no, just think Lucille Ball. And I go, <laughs> and he said, okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not afraid for something to tilt over almost to the absurd which to me is always brave because I always think of the acting style and the writing style of this show to be very intelligent and, and subtle. So, but it's wonderful to see a, a character as dignified as Diane suddenly go to the closet door and start banging her head. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of moments like that in this, in this uh, season in particular. And I, I actually think that's where he's, uh, the kings are going to go in the future. As, as our life becomes crazier and we're dealing with fake truth and fake news. I mean, mm. I don't know. I also think that the show is doing um, one of the best depictions of race in the workplace. Uh, uh, yeah, it, well, we're upset in an African-American law firm. Sometimes I'm the only white person in the conference room. I yeah. mean, think about that as a visual. It's quite groundbreaking, I think. And and it's led to some great work with you and Audra. I know, McDonald isn't it wonderful? Season. Like really wonderful. I mean, the the, the last episode where um, you know we're talking about the hacking of the voting machines, and then she we go off in a corner, and she rethinks this and says, "If this means that my people can be finally included," she said, yeah. "You're you don't see history as I do." It's a very powerful, powerful I, moment. It's she does it so beautifully, but it's a wonderful 
moment between these two women who, you know, they have a lot in common and yet not. Mm. And, but I love that, you know, that relationship got off, you know, in the beginning of last season, like, is, are, is it, are they going to be adversaries? Mm. You know, am I going to be the bitch or is she going to be the bitch? Or are we going to be suspicious of each other? Happily, we got past that and now we're cohorts. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, she's so wonderful as a human being and as an actress, I adore working with her. So I'm really happy that so much of my work has been with her. But yeah, I've actually learned a lot. Uh, just I, Christine, working with so many African American actors and so many of the people who are extras on the show. I mean, it's a, it is a we're in the same country, but we don't share the same history. And I think it's great that the kings, who will freely admit that they, you know, feel often like they're out of their depth trying to write this material to do it justice. Um, they, once again, they, they've gone in and had moments of real discomfort on the show where characters are actually talking about this things that just we don't want to discuss right and there aren't aren't always easy answers like with Maya getting fired you know Mm. it's like that felt really wrong but at the same time it brings up so many good questions about equality and fairness yes and double standards and and wrongs needed that long have needed to be righted and how do we write those how do we write the grievances how do we heal the wounds and it's fun to watch Diane learn. It's fun that the kings are allow that character to not have all the answers because there is that perception that she's so smart and she knows everything and then she doesn't know everything she's learning. Yeah, that's the brilliance of, and as I said, we didn't know. I, I didn't even know when I agreed to do the spinoff. There was no story. There was no plot. There was no script for me to approve. I just said, you know, even though I was offered something else, I said, okay, I'm gonna turn that down and let's continue this and let's let's try and put something together. I, I didn't know then that we would have such a brilliant show, but I had absolute faith in them. But um, to carry, as I said, to carry this character from the good wife, a, a woman with such, as I said, grace and a kind of moral elegance, to suddenly, you know, take her into this world that is her own show. <laughs> Somebody asked me, what's the difference between you being Diane, you know, number two on the call sheet and Diane number one on the call sheet? And I said, when you're the leading lady, you suffer more. <laughs> you're also on the billboards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, Juliana, for years, I mean, she just was, okay, you're number one on the call sheet. That's the good news. The bad news is all this stuff happens to your character every week you're suffering well you know suddenly i'm like number one and what's the first thing that happens i lose all my money i lose my job i lose my house in the south of france and then donald trump becomes president (laughs) (laughs) um do you think about the fact that you're number one on the call sheet but you're doing 10 episodes a season not 22 and how does that affect the creative process because i have to imagine it just allows you to just turn in a better performance when you're just doing 10 episodes well for i mean the actors that's one thing but it, it's made a huge difference for the writers yeah. because 22 to come up with 22 episodes by the end 
of a season. The writers are, you know, they're exhausted and you're getting the material later and later because it, it's hard to just keep up. It's hard to just keep generating plot lines. With 10 episodes, you, you can have a dramatic arc. As you see in the third season just has these very specific arcs for each character. And um, yes, it's easier in terms of the acting because you do get ground down by 22. Everybody does, the crew does, and everybody does. Um, I think there's more artistic license. I mean, I think we could easily have done 12 or 13, but 10 is fine, and it's the new way of watching television. I don't, I don't know if people want to commit to 22 episodes anymore and tune in every Sunday night for 22 episodes. Yeah where they could, you know, watch the, the good fight and a couple of sessions they could binge it and watch the whole season. So, mm. no, I'm I'm perfectly happy with the way it is now and it allows me more time. I mean, my God, I did Mamma Mia on my hiatus. I'm about to do another fabulous job on my hiatus. Audra McDonald's doing a two-character Broadway play with Michael Shannon. He's, she's doing the um, Terrence McNally play. It allows people to go off. Delroy's working with Spike Lee. Cush is off doing a movie so it allows the actors to 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 do other things too yeah mm. um you know i feel like as a, a fan of both the good wife and the good fight i feel like in season two the good fight sort of came out of the good wife good fight came out of good wife's shadow a little bit and good, season three i feel like it emerges as a show that is as good if not better than the good wife and i'm curious what your thoughts are about that well let's look at the terrain of the good fight we as i say the writers are writing in the age of the trump presidency that's a dangerous messy crazy time but it's a great time to put characters who are trying to live through it the good wife was predicated i mean that the whole drama of that was a man sleeps with a hooker and and has to step down from being governor that's mm -hmm. almost sounds quaint doesn't it <laughs> wow a hooker he slept with a hooker and he got caught <laughs> and his marriage ended and she had to go back to work. Uh, and, and my God, they made uh, it was a brilliant show and brilliantly done by Juliana and everybody. But the good fight is um, d dealing with characters in this moment in time. And it's and it's a it's a very fraught historical period. Mm. And um, none of us know where it's going. And it's like the rails are off. We're all heading um, 90 miles an hour, and uh, we have no breaks, so we don't know. It's an interesting time to be writing a show uh, that takes place in the here and now. So uh, we learned in the past couple of weeks, uh, I think Juliana herself said she was almost going to come back for like three episodes for a short arc. Do you feel like there's unfinished business between Alicia and Diane? And do you still hope, I mean, the show has been renewed for season four, that that might happen, that she might, you know, Alicia might come back into the fold? You know, I really have two, I'm of two minds, and I'm sure Jules would feel the same, and Robert, it was like that was such a definitive ending for those two characters and such a dramatic way to end that show that you wouldn't want it to lose the power and the strength of that. You know, my wake-up slap mm -hmm. and her walking away and seeing her face as she realizes, you know, the consequences of what she's done. It was very powerful. So do you leave it at that or do you 
um, indeed reopen the door. My my concern was always, you know, I always thought it the, the the door would be open if and when it could happen, but that it would happen and we'd make the most of it. You know, it would be a big deal for for Diane to to meet up with Alicia Florek again and. You know, we wouldn't. The, the kings have said it, it shouldn't be in the courtroom. That would be too yeah. obvious. You know, so I, I don't think anyone wants to do it in a in an obvious or in a backdoor way. You know. Yeah. Um, so the show has been renewed for season four. Do you have have you had any conversations with the kings about what that will look like? No. In fact, we have such a dramatic ending to this to this season, yeah. and I said to Robert, "So, like, okay, so what?" What's going to happen? I mean, who, who, you know? And he said, "Depends who's available," because <laughs> we're always dealing with actors' availability. Right. And this season, we were graced because Michael Michael Sheen was able to come on yeah. and give us seven episodes of a brilliant performance. But Gary Cole, whom I adore working with, and and who, you know, the audience adores that relationship, but he was only available when he wasn't, you know. And this season we got him for seven episodes, which is why so much of the plot line with Diane is, it's not just about, you know, her resistance movement with Trump, it's about how what she's doing is affecting her marriage. So there's a lot that's personal and emotional when I sit there and say, and I have to confess to him, that I'm part of this resistance group, and he knows that I'm in. I've put myself in danger. That there are threats. It's threatening the marriage, mm. and the marriage is between two people who really love each other, despite the fact that he's working for the Trumps and she's doing a resistance against. You know, it's how do people stay together? And so it's 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 deeply personal. But we could only have achieved that because of Gary's availability, right. which fortunately, you know, he was free to do those episodes. And he, you know, he closed the joint with us. I was shooting with him the last day of shooting was with my darling Gary mm. in a very dramatic scene that, that closed out the season. So, yes, and in, in, to answer your question, it will depend what actors are available. And that's always the pragmatic question, but it will be interesting where the country will be because I think we won't start shooting until maybe October. Where are we going to be in this country and how do you continue mm -hmm. writing this show? I mean, they've, they've done a hell of a job keeping up with the news and uh, the, the, the show is not nostalgic because we're still in the thick of it, aren't we? You know, nobody's resigned or been impeached or been fired or... You know, it's it's still we're still living in crazy times. You got a chance to sing with Audra this season. Are you hopeful maybe they'll give you a little bit more to do? You had a prince, think, little prince duet this season. I know a little prince duet. I think they threw that in there. They wanted to hear the two of us sing together. But let's face it. I mean, these two women. I think there has to be a dream sequence, don't you? We just have to have Diane have a. A, a dream and it's a Christmas party she's hosting and all of the great musical talent over the years will appear on that show and we'll have Kristen Chenoweth and Alan Cumming and 
and uh, John Cameron Mitten. That we'll all be in one room singing all those songs. And you can't say it would be too <laughs> weird because the show has already. <laughs> well, there's truth to that. Whereas a few years ago, I'd say it could never happen right. because the Kings would now. never allow that. Now you all bets are off. Rock inter interstitials. All all bets are People up. talking to the, the camera. guardrails are off. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I also want to quickly touch on, uh, you know, you've been another character you've played for roughly a decade, Beverly on The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you wrapped up uh, um, last month. And what was it like shooting that final scene, that final episode with Johnny Galecki in this, that sweet Beverly well, Leonard moment? Well, you know, I, I would say the same thing about those writers, as I say about the Kings. They're just pitch perfect, the, the writing on that show. I mean, how lucky have I been for 10 years doing The Good Wife and The Good Fight. But for 11 out of the 12 years, I think I, I appeared as his mother in their second season. And I granted, I, some, some seasons I didn't even make put in an appearance because it never worked out scheduling-wise. But I've done a lot of going back and forth playing Beverly while I'm doing Diane. And, you know, it's always been great to take off my dramatic mask and put on my comedic mask. And the characters are are different, and Beverly is such a unique, funny character. But um, I was so so happy that it was just two days after I finished the good fight, the the last you know day of shooting, and a couple of days later I was on the on a plane to shoot my last Big Bang episode, and it was a. You know, Beverly being Beverly, visiting and, you know, making her son crazy because she's she is who she is. But um, they gave them, the two characters, a wonderful final scene, which we played out um, in front of the audience. And you could hear a pin drop. It was so, they, they wrote it so beautifully. And it, and it is a reconciliation scene. So I just felt... I just felt so grateful and happy for the way they wrote it and that that I was a part of a show that also is so iconic that is a uh, will go down in history as the longest running comedy um network comedy it's mm -hmm. the last of its kind I don't think yeah. we'll ever see a show like that again Christine thank you so much thank you Michael what fun thank this you with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.